real estate investors from Florida, Georgia, and Texas. There's a big online event this coming October that you shouldn't miss. Discover new techniques on how to grow your business and thrive in the middle of the crisis in no time. Just simply go to www.realestateiq.co summit and sign up today. Welcome everybody to It Doesn't Take Millions to Be a Queen. <laughs> if you've been tracking along with our uh, series so far, thank you. And uh, we are just continuing on today in our series. And again, like I mentioned, Real Estate IQ number one in deal finding. That's who is sponsoring this event today. Thank you very much to Real Estate IQ. Uh, they bring in 45,000 leads every month. So um, you can have some of that. Let's play this little testimonial and then keep going. Hey guys, I'm here with Adam at Redneck Country Club at the Jet Lending event, and Adam has been using our system for a while. Adam, could you share with us your experience with our tool? Yeah, so um, I love the tool. It was re it's really been very useful for me as uh, as a new investor. Um, I don't have access to the MLS, so running comps was something that was a problem. Um, now that I have that the tool, I can run comps. It allowed me to secure my first deal, um, and I'm going to market with it and look to, um, because of the comps that I was able to run and get it for the right price, I was able to secure a deal that's probably going to profit me somewhere north of $50,000. Oh, fantastic. And by the way, we uh, can also help you market your deal too, Adam. Uh, thank you so much. And guys, our deal analysis suite is only $15 a month, and it's for unlimited comps all over Texas. So make sure you take advantage of this special right now. Thank you, guys. If you want to learn how to analyze deals just like us, make sure you check out this webinar on how to run comps. The link is below. We'll also introduce... If y'all want that link, you can leave a message. Or uh, if you guys missed it in the very beginning, uh, there is a group, and it should be actually in the chat where you can see the link to it. Uh, and it's actually the link to uh, my new group inside uh, Real Estate IQ's website. And it's, I think, called Apartment Investors. So if you have any questions about needing anything or, you know, I promise to give you a link if you'll follow up in there, uh, just click on the link in the chat and then you'll be able to um, have access to the, uh, the forum, if you will. All right. So let's get going. So this is me, Kaylee McMahon. This is me when I um, have done my hair. Uh, I no longer do anymore because we're inside. Uh, but anyway, I'm the founder of The Apartment Queen, and uh, it's the name of my company. We have around 720 doors, uh, AUM, or Asset Center Management, as general partner, key principal, or lead investor. Um, I have a passion, like I mentioned earlier, for helping others create independence. And so I have been able to do that through cash flowing real estate. So it's just a really, uh, it's, it's been um, exponential how quickly things have uh, gone when I've created passive income via real estate versus some other means I've done. All right, guys. So wake up. If you're watching right now, part of this is going to be my uh, webinar about uh, the market, which will come kind of in there as we go, uh, but mostly mindset. So we've already done one presentation on mindset 
And that presentation was kind of based on my history and past and what it took to get to where I was starting in real estate and then to start really see some success. Now, this is kind of for present times, right? So I wanna kind of work on what you're seeing out there, what's in the market, what that's probably doing to your brain and how to deal with it. So it's scary times, I get it. You know, every, every Sunday I swear, I'm like, what is this week gonna bring? I don't know what changes we're gonna see. I don't know what good or bad or whatnot. Um, so I wanna go ahead and just get it out of the way and, and share four shocking facts. So currently we are not able to evict or foreclose on any tenants that we have right now. So that's what I do for a business. So of course, that's why I mentioned that. Two, banks are now limiting their lending. So obviously that puts a, a monkey wrench in the things that you were doing before. So say if you had a certain deal flow and certain lenders that you normally work with and they no longer can lend, things, things are changing. Um, you're probably asking yourself, how could I possibly be raising money right now? Like, that's pretty scary. Like for me, you know, in my deals, you're like, okay, um, do I even do deals? Are people going to give me their money? Or are they hoarding their money right now? What, what's going on? And another shocking fact, people are dying. But I think you guys probably knew all of this. And if not, hopefully that's helpful. <laughs> um, are you scared? Good. So what I want you to do is work on your mindset. Use it to your advantage. So what you want to do always is trying to find ways to pivot and try to find ways to find out how to turn those challenges that I just mentioned and more. There's plenty more. Um, turn them into opportunities. And I try to always do that. So if you think about an incoming problem that's coming at you, um, if you are solution focused versus being problem focused, you're a true leader and you're going to move forward and you're going to get somewhere. That's literally what it takes, right? Is for you to just pivot your thinking and then look at it from another lens, if you will. So let me show you how, how we are using fear to our advantage. Okay, so you can't evict. That's pretty scary, right? And that comes with a whole slew of BS that I've heard from other people. Literally, someone was texting me last night like, well, you, you, you know, people are just not paying. I'm like, that is not what's going on on my property. We're, we're uh, over collections that we normally are, actually. And that's six properties that I'm looking at in different markets, Arizona, Texas, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, West Texas. So the whole gamut. But anyway, so you can't evict. Um, Normally, eviction, I get it, is used to make people pay the rent. Um, so if you let that fear, though, control you instead of acting, that you're going to be in a really bad position. So don't let that fear stop you. Use that to your advantage. So um, whenever you have a situation that is a challenge, it's really in your key interest to be flexible. So uh, not being having hard and fast rules. I've learned that lesson many times where I thought, you know, when I did, for example, a background check on people when they're coming into lease, I have learned over and over again, you know what, if someone has shitty credit, pardon my French, but if someone has bad credit, it doesn't necessarily mean they shouldn't rent at your apartment. What if, you know, people go through divorces, right? People go through, um, they go through stuff in life, they have student loans, there's, there's stuff that happens, right? But if you're someone that's looking at their rental history, and they're not a criminal, and they've always been on time with the rental payments, lease to them. I mean, wh why not? They're, they're going to take care of you. Um, and again, of course, you know, checking what industry their job is, is important too. Um, but all, what we did, whenever we saw that we couldn't evict, the first thing that we did, you have to have a plan, right? And you have to execute, be empathetic. Um, so the biggest things to do whenever you're dealing with evictions, particularly that we did, was like I said, um, having a plan. Um, being empathetic, again, reminding everybody rent is still due, and then coming up with creative solutions. So some things that we did was 
we basically messaged everybody an email and a notice letting them know we're aware of what's going on with COVID. We're aware uh, of the government's changes and what we can do in our courts. And we basically said, here is a list of all the different community assistance programs that our community has. Here's website links to food pantries. Here's website links to get jobs. Uh, for example, in Dallas, you know, I've had a lot of realtor friends of mine turn into working for Amazon. Like there are definitely other opportunities and people hiring, but putting that right in front of them and also uh, showing them in that email, for example, the link or the paper, you know, the website URL, but basically how you apply for food stamps, how you apply for unemployment income, uh, how, how you apply for unemployment. And then now what's even cooler is this time unemployment doesn't just mean, you know, someone that worked for somebody else and they got fired uh, or they lost their job. This is, this is affecting everybody literally. And so the, obviously we know if you've been following along, there's extra stimulus money when it comes to unemployment. So it also applies to 1099 workers, even self-employed people that had a stream of business that they had or two or whatever, and they just got cut off because now we have to be 100% digital. So, um, so there's assistance programs for everybody in our apartment. So making them aware of that, again, reminding them that rent is still due. And because you're one of our tenants, we want to work with you. So reach out to us if anything happens. Um, we'll also do a few things, which are just kind of no-brainers, but um, you know, I've just had a lot of friends that I've heard that are just not doing anything and it's, it's hurting them really bad. So, uh, for example, we waived our late fees. We're like, you know what, we're not going to charge if your rent's late, uh, for the next couple of months. And we're just probably going to keep continuing that until this is done or until there's some kind of recovery, which is no big deal. You know, what we just do in exchange for that is we do a promise to pay. So if you think you could pay on the first, on the 15th, on the third, wherever you think you can pay, basically we just have our tenants put it on a piece of paper or we have a pre-established document. Uh, they will put down when their promises to pay are cool. We'll copy their ID and get a signature and that's it. So they promise to pay on those days. And, you know, so far we have had only one person that has taken advantage of the system, if you will. So you always have to think positively. Again, your mindset kind of projects out there what you're going to get. So if you're like, they're going to pay. I wrote on my whiteboard that we're going to collect 20,000 what odd dollars by this date and this date from this apartment. So I'm looking at it every day, you know, so in, guess what happened? We did. So anyway, uh, being flexible is key. Uh, so what we also did, because for us, whenever we had a vacant unit, that's kind of scary, right? But um, you just bring in more traffic. And luckily for us, it's still leasing season. It is. Uh, so we waived app fees so we could get more people to apply to, to move in. And now literally as of last night was today, Saturday, Friday, on two of our apartments that we were struggling with, and I changed managers and kind of took over some things, um, we uh, now have uh, one unit vacant on each building. Woohoo! So anyway, waving those app fees and getting advertising out there, bringing people in, even though it's scary, people are still looking, they always will be. Uh, people need a place to live, you know? They might, like I said, move from a house to an apartment, and then we have two bedroom apartments, and there might be four people living in there, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like taking on a roommate is a great idea. Live below your means. Anyway, but uh, people still have to live somewhere. So uh, also what we've done is usually you have a deposit account. So on your apartment, uh, you'll put down a deposit when you move in and then have that account, right? Um, and there's like pet deposits, some other things. We're actually allowing, if we get to that point after they've applied for things, they've shown us proof that COVID's affected their work, um, they were laid off. Um, and then we've also done the you know no late fees. It's still not enough. Um, then we'll let them dip into that deposit account and use a certain amount to pay their rent right now. Um, and then what we just do is in the future, we'll write it out again, like a addendum or a change to their lease. 
where we'll say, okay, that $500, we're going to add that in the future to your lease, but it'll be paid off starting three months from now, equal over, you know, the next 12 months of your lease or however long their lease is. So it's an extra $10 a month or something, but paid later uh, in their, in their agreement. So another thing is, you know, we haven't let this, this ruling paralyze us either because our mindset's been, okay, well, what can we do? What effect can we have uh, to take care of the people who have been taking care of us? So we did pizzas um, the night before the first of um, this month, May. Um, and so, like I said, we are like, we're hundred percent. So we are hundred percent collected minus, to promise to pay, so technically collected, but um, not 100%, 95, but same thing. Um, but those two people just have promises to pay. So anyway, but good news, guess what? As of 514 in the Texas Tribune, uh, eviction proceedings in Texas because of the governor's ruling um, and debt collections can resume this month. Texas Supreme Court ordered that. So uh, that's great news. Uh, but luckily for us, we really haven't had uh, a whole lot of issues with it. So I think it's all about you know, how you choose to attack the situation. So again, you can't, you can't evict. Okay, cool. And then you can't like, like loans are changing every week and you, you can't get financing for things. Well, again, it's time to be creative. And the biggest key I think right now is focusing on what you do have. So um, whenever you're becoming resilient, resiliency is something where again, you don't focus on what you don't have. It's focusing on what you do have. And when you focus on that, uh, that helps you to be grateful to build what you have in any way. So it's the same thing when it comes to lending, I think. So I will give you a multifamily example. Single family is basically a little bit different, but it's very simple. It's, you know, 700 to 720 ish is what you kind of need at this point to be able to be qualified uh, to lend or to do a um, refi cash out, to do a regular mortgage, uh, et cetera. Uh, but um, when it comes to agency debt. So that's what this says. So agency means Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac debt or loans on an apartment building. We always want non-recourse debt, which means if there's stuff that happens in the partnership or in the building or, or there's a lawsuit and it like just goes, goes to crap, you know, the apartment will get taken back by the lender and we're not personally liable as sponsors and investors for what happened to the property. The bank will just take it back and then they figure out what to do with it. So, you know, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean that like if someone's a bad actor, so like if there's embezzlement, things like that, then it can become recourse. But anywho, we normally want a non-recourse debt structure. So right now that's changed a lot. And we're all in my industry and in multifamily, we're going, oh my God, like, well, how much money do we need to raise? Like what, what percentage is the leverage? What, what LTV do we need to put into our underwriting now? It's changed. And you know what, um, now they have reserves that they want you to put aside. So that means you have to have a heck of a lot more cash raised. So what we're hearing right now is like Fannie and Freddie, both um, uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, uh, they're both as multifamily requiring six to 12 month P&I escrow reserves. So that means uh, principal and interest, what they're asking. And again, it's over here, but um, they're both asking different things. But uh, basically what they want you to do is take six to 12 months worth of the, the payments. So principal and interest and put it aside in a locked up escrow account where you can't touch that stuff until you meet certain standards inside the loan, right? So I kind of covered that over here um, on the right side where, the, by the way, those reserves can be released after one year if the property attains a 1.2 or 1.35 DSCR, which is debt service coverage ratio. So meaning um, if, if you look at what your income is every month, and then you look at what uh, you're paying out, what or not what you're paying out, but what you're paying out in your mortgage, 
what percentage is your debt covering over what you have to pay in your mortgage every month? That's your DSCR. So, well, guess what? Go look for an apartment that beats those numbers. Like, there's your, there's your solution. And what's cool about that, so for example, people would be lending or banks, or sorry, uh, Fannie Mae Freddie Mac would lend down to 1.25% DSCR. So I've got two apartments right now that when we bought them, they're over two, uh, two not 2%, but um, yeah, 2% DSCR. Um, so meaning that there's a larger spread between what we had to pay to keep the lights on every month and um, what we're making in income. So because of that larger spread, it's, it's a more conservative purchase. So we, we were like, okay, if stuff goes bad later, well, we have a lot of room, you know, it's okay. So that just means just find deals that are a higher DSCR, pretty easy if you ask me. Um, and then again, find other ways around it. There's always a way around stuff. So you gotta read all the writing and this is very summarized. Like I've, I've read pages and pages of stuff, capital markets reports for the last two weeks, really trying to stay update, up to date because it's changing. Um, but literally this week, so what it's been till now is that talking about these lending uh, loans is that market rate properties, so something you buy market rate, um, less than 55% leverage um, has been to where you have to, or sorry, less than 55%. So if you're lending at 45%, 50%, 54.5% loan to value ratio is LTV, uh, then you, you're exempt. You don't even have to have those reserves at all. So again, what we need to be tar targeting buying properties by putting up more cash. So again, yes, it's going to become harder to buy properties if you don't have those reserves, but you're, con you're buying on a more conservative um, level, if you will, if you're entering into something. And that's how we should have been buying anyway. You know, I've got friends that have been buying where it's a smaller DSCR debt service coverage ratio uh, with 55% leverage, 60% leverage anyway. You know, and so they get better interest terms. They get interest only for 10 years and a 10 year loan term. Um, anyway, I, I like, I'm just so nerdy about this stuff that I'll try not to spend too much time. But, uh, but actually, as of this week, like I remember I said that every week things are changing. So as of this week, as of May 12th, 60% uh, LTV or lower, Freddie Mac has now waived those reserves again. So now I actually have a 1031 exchange. I'm going to be spending pretty soon here. And so when I'm looking at a deal, all that means is instead of buying something that's closer to like 5 million or maybe five and a half million or maybe even six, if I raise, raise some money, um, I'm targeting properties that it's like a total purchase, like three, three and a half million. So that I meet that 60% that I, and also only buying deals that meet that coverage ratio for the debt. So problem solved. Again, just switch your mindset and, and things can still be done, but you just have to change your model. It's not always going to be how it's been in the past. With changing times, you have to change your strategy. And I think the awesome thing about the way that this is, at least they're still lending, guys. Like now is like a great opportunity. In 08, 09, they stopped lending. So the only people that were able to buy were people that had millions and millions in cash. So this is a great time, I think. And um, rates are super duper duper low uh, in multifamily, depending on, again, we're changing from LIBOR, um, lend an interest bank. It, it's basically the standard that we use to, uh, sorry, I don't want to get into all that, but basically there's, there's a rate that we use um, to, to lend on. And now um, the rates plus LIBOR, you're starting at like high twos, you know, for, for lending uh, rates from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. Um, and uh, you're topping out at probably like low fours, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's a great time to, to, lend. Uh, even Warren Buffett said it, if you watched his, you know, recent Berkshire Hathaway yearly annual meeting. Um, and then uh, 
here. The other challenge is that we're seeing, okay, now no, no first time sponsors. So meaning like if, if this was my first deal, this would not be a good time to do one on my own. So guess what? Again, switch your thinking. Now's a great time to build, to focus on building solid partnerships and not rushing. Um, those partners are going to become your biggest ally. Whenever I have had somebody in my life that has taught me everything I know, and then later on I did a deal, but ended up doing another deal with them. Um, they're me leveraging our partnership together and, and who I am and them knowing me so well and like knowing me at my core, like you got to be honest and like, you know, ethically, I feel like this, I'm struggling with this. Like, you know, uh, this is happening to my family. Like you have to really build that solid partnership. And now's a great time to figure that out and then be able to leverage that person's, you know, net worth and things like that and create a partnership. Um, they don't even have to necessarily do a deal with you. If they believe in you enough, they'll just sign on the loan that happened to me and then let you do your thing. And then know that when you don't know what you're doing, you'll, you'll ask questions, you know, or you'll bring in the professionals that do know. Um, it just, you have to build those relationships. Now's a great time to do it. And guess what that'll get you to is someone with a higher net worth and whatnot. They're going to be able to help you get into a larger project faster. And what that gets you is a more uh, professional property manager, more professional maintenance individuals. It's going to help you to have essentially less work, more success. Uh, and then again, when you're buying materials or when you're buying anything, it's economies of scale. So you, the bigger the property, the more uh, cheap you or so the, the, increase whatever the cheaper your supplies get so not just supplies but even electricity services um all kinds of stuff just get cheaper because you get always a volume discount you know you can get cable for you know half the cost i've seen in the past and stuff like that so um anyway uh also the rate lock is another challenge of change that we've seen um in agency non-recourse debt and what that means is pretty much um, there's always a rate lock time period. So what that means is, is usually your rates are floating. So that LIBOR rate and certain other things, I won't get into it, but they're floating as the market changes every week, the market comes on market on Monday, stops on Friday. Um, it, it changes with that LIBOR or market rate. And so right now, um, or normally what we've done is you pay a certain amount upfront to lock a rate. So you for sure know that your underwriting is hundred percent accurate because usually if you didn't lock it, it would just be floating like this literally up till the week you close, you know? So then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we need another 50 K to close. And you're like, what? Like we didn't raise that much. So anyway, a rate lock is awesome. But the thing is, is they have made that rate lock variable now, meaning that if you are an inexperienced first time sponsor, you cannot have a rate lock. They won't let you. So you're, you're subject to, to change basically. So again, if you have an experienced sponsor, an experienced partner or team, Freddie will let you rate lock. So I've got more, more documents on that if you want it. But uh, so again, just, just change your thinking. It's time, it's time to partner up with people. You know, if you're someone that is, I struggled from going from single family to multifamily because it's all about that mindset of the team. You have to 100% find a solid team that you trust, that you know really well. Then y'all come together and have a common purpose and you move forward doing the deal. It's really hard actually coming from single family, going into a big multi situation because you're so resilient and, and you're, you're focused on what you can do and you're an individual you're the one that has to look at everything and do everything and pay all the bills and all that stuff. It changes when you get into multifamily. So now is a great time to change your mindset and really lean on a team. All right.
So raising money during COVID, people are going, oh my God, how, how do I raise money right now? Are you kidding me? Like people are hoarding money. How the heck am I going to raise money right now? So this doesn't matter if you're a multifamily person that's raising money as part of a securities offering, or if you're in a JV situation or wanting to JV with somebody and um, you guys are working with IRA holders or, or like a retirement account holders, or if you're reaching out to an existing qualified network, whatever, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what type of deal structure you do, or maybe it's a partnership where, you know, you guys are flipping houses and, you know, you need a partner and you to put into the LLC together to fund the project. Regardless, you, you usually have to raise money, but you know what's really cool is you think people might be hoarding their money right now. That's not true at all, at freaking all. Uh, savvy investors in Florida, for example, there was a billion dollars raised last month in three weeks from blind pool funds, literally last month. And I have several other examples too of the same thing, but there's a lot of hungry capital that's been sitting on the sidelines waiting for good deals. So if you are the person that's hunting the good deals and it's going to take some work to get them and to get people to pry their hands off of them and all this other stuff. But when you get a good deal, the money will come. Um, so don't be afraid to raise money in this time period at all. Um, you just have to express and know, well, first of all, you have to know what you're doing or providing to them if it meets certain standards, because these people need to um, have some golden rules. They need to guard their capital with their life right now. But now is a great time to get into something that's going to turn out to be like from the last recession. I'm not saying this will happen right now, but when you got in like 09-ish, uh, 08, then, then 09, and then you had something till 2015-ish, I have friends that have like literally a 7x return. Like, what? That's insane, but this is that time where you're gonna start finding those, those things, I think, this year. So, again, uncertain times uh, provide for proven investments or certain investments. So again, when you are raising capital, when you're talking to your partners about what you're doing, it's so, so important right now to keep your mindset. So there's, there's a book called The Intelligent Investor, and I can't remember who actually the author is, but I'm reading it right now, and it's one of uh, Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett's favorite books. And um, it basically talks to you about the um, aspects of your mindset, because that's really truly what it is. Even if you're buying the stock market, which is speculative versus buying businesses, which is like private equity and or apartments, we're buying a business. It's the same thing. Um, your mindset is just like the thing that will either screw up your career or make you. So as an intelligent investor, you have to have certain what I call principles or standards. You have to base those on statistics and numbers that you have seen over a 30 year long period, do your freaking research, talk to an economist, um, get involved with lenders. They like, for example, I've been talking to Brocadia, a CBRE and several other large companies this week, and they have an internal economist. They have internal people that you could just hit up. You don't have to pay someone to get the info from them. Um, but basically having these principles or standards are what is going to help you to thrive through this uh, recession. And I think soon to be depression. Um, so You'll miss large opportunities if you don't have these figured out. So take some time right now and figure these out. Um, again, look historically. So um, when you're talking to somebody that is going to be giving you capital for a deal and um, they want to invest in your deals, it's important for them to, like I said, protect their hard-earned capital. So they need to have some golden rules for investments. You also need to flip side, look at these when you're looking for a deal and ask yourself, do these things apply when I'm going to be doing this? You know, because if they do, there's no reason why you shouldn't be 100% confident in having them invest with you. Because when these are these standards are met, like th this is what it takes to have success. Like I said, through the last uh, depressions and recessions. So buying a currently performing asset 
through closing. So that is super key when it comes to what your investor is looking at and raising funds right now. So for you as an operator or you as a, a passive investor slash limited partner, uh, if you're looking at what would be like rent roll, uh, profit and loss statement, if you can sit there and you see an apartment in my situation, whatever business, but you see an apartment that in this time of like scary stuff or whatever has actually either done better or has stayed consistently collecting and you know, whatever, it's going to take a creative person to get through this. So when you're looking at a, a, an investment to get involved with, how are they doing right now? How have they been doing? You know, is it currently performing? And again, when we go into buying, uh, we always look at uh, having it perform through closing. So that's something if you wanted to ask a question, for example, we'll put in our contracts right now that either we need to do a rent escrow. Um, so what that will actually do is that will take the rents that they are currently correct, uh, collecting at the current market rent that they're collecting and the owner or seller has to put six months or however many months you put into the contract worth of that money in an escrow account so if we get to the point when we purchase it and all of a sudden stuff hits the fan, we have that escrow account to make sure that over a certain period of time, the property will to continue to perform. And we need that time period because that's usually for our deals when we start renovating and we start, you know, by the way, we can evict people. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier. So starting Monday, we can continue to move the business plan along, you know, um, and you want to make sure that it continues to perform through closing. So that may be a question you ask your sponsor, uh, a playbook, so a business plan. So whenever you are presenting something to a current buyer, if you're able to show them, again, a business plan of here is, here's like as a wholesaler and things like that, this doesn't particularly apply, but it's kind of helpful when you're able to hand somebody or a buyer, you know, something where it's like, hey, here's how it's performed in the past. Here's how it's currently doing. Here's if I was gonna hold it, what I would do, what I would execute as a business plan because here's the, the current comps in the market. Here's the current market rent. Um, here is, and it's this much below current market rent. And so this is a huge opportunity for you. But regardless, just having a business plan or a playbook put together. So we always do this on every uh, offering that we have. So you'll have a slide deck uh, for our announcement of the deal and we'll go through exactly what our plan is to, to renovate how much we're going to spend and when we're going to exit all that stuff. Uh, also another and the last thing that you need to have uh, to make sure you protect your hard-earned capital for investments um, is operational excellence and a proven project performance. So again when you are looking at who you're going to be partnering with or who is going to be running the deal um, that partner or that company or that sponsor whatever it is that you're doing um, if you can look at their track record, what have you guys owned? What happened to it? What was the end result? Or how are they doing now? For example, you're already in these deals, you know? Um, so if you can see that there's proven project performance, um, and if these three things are met, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't have extreme success and be able to take advantage of, of this time. Um, yes, I hate to say this, but people are dying, but have you? Sit here and think to yourself, are you dead right now? No. Um, or is it just your business that you're letting die right now? You know, and I hate that because I get it. There's some businesses like, not really, but there are some businesses that when we went into this period of a lockdown, they couldn't do business anymore. But every single business model that I've thought of, I have a girlfriend that she does radio. Um, I have some friends that just do certain things where either it takes an in-person meeting 
or there are things that, you know, no longer those people they were marketing to, they're no longer doing that anymore. It's just time to pivot. You know, it's time to go to full acceptance of the fact that the world has a hundred percent changed and don't let your business die. This is, this is the worst time I, you know, I have, I have an agent that took down her website, you know, and I was like, this is not the time to do that. Everybody is freaking online right now. This is the time to increase your marketing budget and then quit spending stupid expenses that don't, you know, aren't necessary um, and put it into your business. So, you know, pivot your business. We have definitely done that at this point with multiple businesses um, and we're focusing on moving forward. Right. Um, so I think personally, this doesn't have to be your, your belief. Um, but I think if you're if you're taking the recommended precautions that you know our our leaders are recommending that we take, um, there's not much more you can do. But you have to continue to live. You know, we have to have hope and we have to experience success. Um, because when your mind, for me personally, if you go for a certain amount of time and you don't get a thumbs up or a, a, a yay, you did a good job, or you, you don't win at something, I kind of get into this phase where I just kind of become, you know like huddled in the corner, you know, stuck in my thumb. And that's not going to help my business do better. That's not going to help my mindset um, become any more positive at all. So it's important to, you know, do the recommended precautions, but you must continue to live um, and be respectful of other people and their space and all that good stuff. So that's why I make it so clear to my clients, we're going to continue to be online. We're going to continue to be on the phone because I would hate it if I was so selfish that I got you sick because I'm not following recommended precautions, you know? So anyway, it's, it's important for us to continue to have success. And this is definitely a time to continue moving forward. Um, yes, I get it. Things are slowing down. That's okay. That's actually good. Um, but you know, if when other are, when others are greedy, like we had the last couple of years, uh, be fearful when others are fearful, whenever, sorry, when others are, uh, fearful, be greedy. Uh, I think I did it twice. Uh, no, I said it right. When others are greedy, be fearful. And when others are fearful, be greedy. So uh, be greedy, meaning when, like now, when you have people pulling back, not buying as much anymore, or you have people not doing certain things that you want to do in your career in real estate, now is the time to go be greedy and to go, go get as much as you can. Go get as many deals as you can. Um, it's your turn to be the next great investor. So you kind of have to take that fear and swap it. And then that is the end of my presentation. Now, Becky, I'm going to stop my share and give it to you. It's your turn to talk about how to get leads to do more business. Sorry about that. There we go. This brought to you by Real Estate IQ. Uh, we are number one in deal finding it with over 45,000 leads every month for you. Um, these are the people, if you go to any in-person events, events, you might have seen me in Dallas, Joseph in Austin, San Antonio, Rodney in DFW. Uh, we also have some off-market leads in Florida and Georgia and working on vetting the rest of our system there as well. Uh, so I do wanna talk about our community and I know Kaylee just mentioned her group. And so I'm going to go out of this and go to our website which is realestateiq.co. And right here, you can see community. So the first thing you want to do is join it, which you can do on this page or on the community page. I don't think it matters. Uh, but once you go to the community, we have a feed, uh, which is like your basic Facebook feeds, except this community is going to be just for real estate investors. Uh, but we have these groups. Once you join the community, 
you can come to this page and join some groups. So here I have a women in real estate group, um, Kaylee's apartment group is here. Here we go, apartment real estate investors. So you, you can go here and join the group and you can also, um, that's also where we'll post the video of this presentation. So that if you want to go back and look at something or you missed part of it, you can go see the video there. So it'll be posted there in the community. And then, you know, if you're from Houston, join my Houston Deal Finders Lounge, or we have ones for other areas. So wherever you're from, look for a group to join. It's gonna be a great place where you can, um, you can meet other investors. You can also get services you need. So here on our marketplace, if you're looking for coaching or a mentor, and something other than apartments, you have uh, funding. So if you're looking for money for your deals, other vendors like title companies, property management companies. And then if you're looking for passive investments into notes, we have a section for that as well. And then here on our events page, you can see our next upcoming events and register for any of our free events and webinars. I have notes, by the way, like for, for passive notes, just FYI, like um, they're awesome. So I'll just say that. All right. Kaylee, you should go add a listing to our notes page. Well, I mean, like I'm a passive investor in them. So I would oh, okay. buy them. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I don't have to do anything. It's great. <laughs> and then our tools is where you can see more information about our products. Uh, request a demo, sign up for our freebies. Um, we'll give you an opportunity to do that in just a minute as well. So I'm going to go back here to the presentation. Um, so, okay, here we go. So Real Estate IQ, we have our deal analysis suite. So if you're looking to run comps, these are MLS, this brings in data directly from the MLS, updated every hour so that you can can run your own comps on single family and also multifamily properties as well. And we have a deal analyzer and repair estimator. Those are kind of, mo those are mostly for just single family, but I'll talk about the commercial and apartment ones in just a minute. And um, you can also get a daily updated list of motivated and distressed sellers. So the people that need to sell their homes for some reason, um, you can, get lists there that come directly from the courts. They're updated daily, Monday through Friday. And we have these 10 lists. We have pre-foreclosures, appointment of substitute trustee, which is kind of a pre-pre-foreclosure, probate airship, evictions, divorce, loan modifications. There's gonna be a lot of those coming up because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac told, uh, well, their loans are not allowed to collect to demand all, so all I'm having that, 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 let me start over. <laughs> After Harvey in Houston, um, there was a forbearance and mortgage companies said, okay, you don't have to pay your mortgage for six months. But then on month seven, they wanted to collect all seven months worth of mortgage payments. And obviously a lot of people weren't able to save that to do that. Um, and so Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac came back right now and said, 
uh, just a week or two ago, they came out and said that their mortgagers are not allowed to do that. So they'll have to be some either add the payments to the end of the loans, which some might do, or do some kind of a modification to help them pay. So I think the loan modifications is going to go up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, well, and pretty of those fail as well. On, so. multi on multifamily, they're um, making you, or, or you have the option to pay it over 12 months once it's done. Um, but while you're in forbearance, because you could keep going into forbearance, if you are in forbearance, you cannot evict. So however long you choose to stay in forbearance, evict. So even after like the Texas has lifted evictions, if you're in forbearance, you still can't. So um, yeah, but you could pay it over 12 months if you ask for it. Okay, so they're just taking the two or three months that you couldn't pay and splitting it up over the next year. Okay, awesome. All right, liens are just, uh, somebody's put a lien on the house, so it's kind of a signal of financial difficulty. Code violations, delinquent taxes, and tax sale list. Um, we have five of these on our commercial off-market leads list, which basically means it's any of these filings where the property is owned by a commercial entity. So you're gonna find all kinds of things on that list, multifamily, retail, as well as some single family as well. So, and then our premium package, which are the ones that have the little stars by them, those come with the skip tracing already done. So they've already got phone numbers and email addresses. So you can call, text, email, ringless voicemail drop, and try to get to those motivated sellers that way. All right, our county data finder lets you create your own list of property owners. So you can get out of state or absentee owners. You can limit it to commercial properties, multifamily, single family, whatever you're looking for. And there's all kinds of criteria and ways you can narrow your list and make it just a really focused list to market to or whatever you're looking for. So all those things are in our deal finding suite along with MLS Deal Finder, which lets you get a notification of new properties on the MLS. Um, that meet your criteria. As soon as they come on the market, you'll get an email with all that information as well. All right, and then I mentioned um, we have a basic deal analysis calculator, which can handle most just flips, um, a basic rental. But if you want a more involved one, these are awesome calculators to help you really analyze commercial deals as well. So, and we are not going to leave you out in the cold. We've got our customer service team. They answer the phone. Worst case, it's two-hour response. All right, so we also have some freebies for you. So if you want to get uh, heat map reports, kind of show you where the discounted deals are, where the pre-foreclosure deals, where the rental income deals. And we also have our deal of the day, which is a live deal off the MLS that we broadcast and analyze with our system. And so you can, uh, it's a good educational tool to kind of see what's out there in the market, but it's also a live deal you can make an offer on. All right, so there is Kaylee's contact information again. Thank you so much, Kaylee. Thanks everyone for joining and enjoy the rest of your weekend. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.